0: welcome to the professional amateur podcast where i talk to amateurs who are getting paid to do what they love professionally we all have to start somewhere and these are our stories on today's episode is me that's right so i don't have to explain who i am again but you know what i will say this if you want to support the podcast and you don't feel like supporting monetarily i don't blame you money is money and sometimes you don't want to give it to people so, what you could do is, wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and follow the podcast, like it, subscribe to it, do voodoo to it to make the podcast better. Um So, yeah, you have that option, and of course, the other option is always, you know, go to patreon.com slash professional amateur, and that's where you can do that. Or you can go to OpenSea.org and look for Genghis317 or the Foundation.app and also look for Genghis317 to find any of my NFT artwork to collect. And, you know, that's about that. But yeah, go ahead and like, subscribe, do all the things like that. And in the future, be on the lookout for episodes to be on YouTube as well. That's right, there's a YouTube channel that you don't know about. It's really there already, but there's nothing there yet. Because I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with that channel. But I might just put up the full episodes anyway. And I might even use the video. That's right, because there's video of these podcasts. Can you believe that? I can't, but I'm the one who does it, so I can believe it. Anyway, on with today's episode with me, talking about pugs. What else is there? You know, on today's episode, we have me again, which seems kind of silly that I just did an episode not that long ago, but here I am again doing another episode. Well, I I kind of wanted to do this because I have a different facet of my life that I take pride in, but I'm not exactly at the forefront of. And that is the work I've done with my pugs. Now, everyone knows that I love my pugs and I talk about them all the time. But the crazy thing about owning pugs is not not the community (laughs) that that, uh, I've become a part of over the years but where the whole idea of starting an Instagram for my pug you know when that idea came around we kind of looked at it as an opportunity to give back to Instagram for all the pug accounts that we followed at the time. You know, pug accounts that we actually, we became friends with the owners of the pugs. So it started as just a small passion project. Which, when you really break it down, I mean, that's what all this is about. When you have a passion for something and you start working with it and, and trying to, create this amazing thing so what would happen is both myself and my wife we would kind of tag team the account and she would post a couple times a day at first that was that was like to get into the instagram algorithm but we were also posting because it was really fun to post you know pictures of Philomena, as a puppy, bouncing around, being crazy. And, um, you know, when we started growing, it happened really quick, because she was a cute puppy. But we had never set out to become influencers. I'm not even a fan of the word influencer, because I don't like the connotation of it but in the long run that's where everything happened that's where everything led to so as she became you know a little puppy as well she was a little puppy so she started growing up and we were taking pictures you know i was using my photography skills to take these high quality portrait shots of this little tiny puppy and people were loving it. And then, in the first year, we we kind of like blew up a little, like um, not not to to like viral standards or anything crazy like that. We had a couple videos that people loved to death of of her having a bath and whatever. But you know, it was I want to say it was maybe October or November of of 2016 and we hit 500 followers and it was amazing. I mean I had my my uh, account for at the time almost like eight years and I had like half of that (laughs) so I kind of just laughed I was like oh you know everyone loves these pugs more than more than us, but it's true, I mean, pugs are are amazing. So, the turning point for everything was after her first birthday in January of 2017, uh, right before February, it was uh, the 30th of January, I believe, Um, Philomena had jumped off the bed And this was a normal thing, and it's not like our bed was super high. It was only about, like, it was a a lower platform bed, so it was, like, um, maybe about a foot and a half, two feet off the ground at most. And she just, she landed wrong. And when she landed, I remember seeing her kind of do this weird, like, stumble and hop. And then she... basically face planted into the wall because she couldn't move the left side of her body and she didn't know what to do. And it was terrifying because she was just laying there and her legs were kicking but she couldn't do anything. And I thought, oh no, something life-altering just happened to our puppy, and I don't know what to do. Uh, It was late in the evening, and we had, uh, luckily we had a good relationship with our vet in New Jersey, and we had sent him a text about what happened, and he gave us, you know, just keep watch over her, and, you know, uh, put her in the crate, and Make sure she doesn't move and all that fun stuff because she, she couldn't walk. That was, that was the terrifying thing. She couldn't walk. So we went through the night and I stayed up most of the night just checking in on her make sure she was okay. And I remember in the morning waking up with her. And, you know, we had to hand-feed her breakfast because she couldn't move. And we were worried that she couldn't go to the bathroom. And I would bring her outside, and I would hold her there, and nothing would happen. So we were really worried about that. And then I remember taking her to to the vet. And I was sitting at the the front desk, and the the receptionist was really nice, and you know she saw how concerned I was, and I was telling her i'm like, you know she still hasn't gone to the bathroom and she she's she can't use her her uh her left side of her body i I don't know what to do and like she she ate but barely, and we had to like hand feed her and all this stuff. And then Phil started pooping, just uh, like almost involuntarily pooping on me, (laughs) which, you know, it sounds like it, it was something that was like, oh, my God, she's tragically pooping right now. And this is a bad sign. All I could do was laugh. And I saw that she was doing that face like I shouldn't have done this I'm not supposed to be pooping inside a building or on people (laughs) but you know I I kind of like after she was done I, I gave her like a little like hug like a squeeze like I normally do and all the photos over the past you know many years now everyone knows that she she'll give me pug hugs so she'll she'll I'll hug her and she'll squeeze in and then nuzzle her head, you know in my neck. and that's how I know like she's okay and she she did that even though she couldn't move her left paw uh, front or back left paw she she was she gave me the little pug hug, and I was like, okay, you know, this is a good sign. Let's find out what's going on. And it felt like a blur after that, because our vet even said that, you know, to really see what kind of damage we need to go, you know, get an MRI for our pug, which if you've never done that before, um, MRIs are expensive, (laughs) but we, you know, we were going to do everything in our power, every single thing in our power that we could, you know, that to keep her healthy and to get her on a path to recovery. So we went and got an MRI and had a whole bunch of tests done and you know, we found that she had torn her brachial plexus, which is a bundle of nerves in the shoulder. So it's basically like like all the nerves that connect her brain to the left side of her body were basically torn. And it severed the connection to those, uh, those limbs basically. She was ultra weak in the back left and she had no function whatsoever, um, in the front left. And, you know, we, we kind of, um, we didn't know what to do with the Instagram at the time. Like, it was a frantic, First week of her going through all these tests, and we didn't really know what to post. And, um, we started telling people that, you know, she had an accident. And, you know, the support of the community started coming out. It, like, started hitting really, really well. Like, um, like, people would just come in and, and you know cheer her on or wish her well, and there would always be some trolls that would say some really shitty things. But what really felt amazing was all the the help from the community and all the ideas from people, uh, and suggestions and and help that what we could do to to help her along and. The first step was actually getting her to do crate rest, <laughs> which, you know, you tell a puppy that you're not allowed to be out of the crate other than to go to the bathroom or eat, <laughs> you're going to have an angry puppy. So we had to do that for a few weeks while her, her injuries kind of you know started slowly healing. And we knew that they would slowly heal. but they say like to grow back, it was like every millimeter of nerve, uh, of uh, the nerves that to grow back takes like a week or something. And the entire pathway of the brachial plexus nerve branch there is like very long. So it could be, you know, six months, a year, maybe a year and a half before it's completely healed, or maybe it doesn't get completely healed at all. You know, it just depends. We were determined, though. It, it was... it was. Um, we were ready to do anything for her. Like, if she needed surgery, great. If, if not, great. But, you know, we weren't going to give up on this pug. Because she'd already... Grown to be such a intelligent, highly intelligent pug, highly trained. Um, her personality is still the same today. She's you know kind of conniving, and she is a little, you know, scheming. She she's always scheming and plotting to to get something that she wants, which is hilarious because I thought that was a normal dog thing, but after getting Penny years later it's not but during this recovery period we started kind of like keeping track of everything you know we would do these um, we would do these videos and we would do photos with long posts about you know what we're doing and then we had uh, we had been recommended to go see at the time I think they were called aqua dogs in out in New Jersey I wish I could remember the town like everything even though it wasn't that long ago I mean, you were looking at what, six years ago like my brain I can't remember the names of some of the towns but it was out past someplace <laughs> which helps no one but uh, aqua dogs or aqua paws. This this is great. My brain's just it's just making up words, I guess. But anyway, the the people there, Petra and the whole crew. I'll never forget the first day we walked into um, <laughs> into the uh, you know into the th- physical therapy. We sat down and the one thing you never want to hear about your your child or your your pet or the the thing that you're supposed to be in charge of in charge of their life and well-being is you know your dog's fat <laughs> it was a um it was an eye opener because this is where we learned and this is where kind of everything started rolling as becoming an Instagram influencer. And influencer to us is in the sense of more like informer. We inform our audience of the pitfalls of owning a pug or the the you know the positives completely outweigh any negatives. But this is where we kind of started saying, Hey, we were just following the instructions on the bag of food. And then you come to find out for a pug, you know, the instructions that are on the bag of food or it's just going to fatten the pug up. No matter how active your pug might be, they're still going to sleep for like 20 hours a day. I mean, right now, if I look over to my right, um, both of them are passed out. So, you know, that was an eye opener for us. And that began the the outpouring of support and wonderment of, wow, well, okay, how do we get a pug to lose weight? And then we realized that, okay, is not that active, and she doesn't run around as much as, say, like, a golden retriever does, or a lab, you know. She'll play for, like, 30 minutes a day, sometimes maybe even 40 minutes. <laughs> but that's about it. Like it's not like hours and hours and hours of energy. So we would we cut back her food by half. She was still on crate rest for a couple more weeks. So she had to get used to not having as much food, but she wasn't moving around as much. So she would get a little angry. But overall, it was good. And within, you know, I would say about a month and a half, she really started trimming down. Um, She, at the time, weighed around 18 pounds, and she she should have, at the time, weighed around 12. Um, She is a very petite pug. She's she's really tiny but she was way overweight and learning about that and going through all these things that she would do in physical therapy and all the information that we learned about keeping her healthy and doing all that crazy stuff that we were doing. We were letting everyone in all the entire internet was out there and kind of following us to find out what happens next to maybe learn information about how they could help their dog. And before you know it, we crossed over a thousand followers and then I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then all of a sudden we crossed over 5,000 followers and, you know, as time went on and we started, you know, advocating more for helping other people find, you know, the need or, what they should do going to physical therapy if their dog has a problem or, you know, all all these things, you know, we had the suggestion from our physical therapist to go out to, um, my pet's brace and see Clayton and the crew there out in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. See that I remember because unlike the places in New Jersey where we used to live, I, I, still travel to Morgantown, Pennsylvania when we need a new custom brace for Philomena. Um that, that trip out there was was a little crazy because we drove three, three and a half hours back roads all the way to Morgantown, Pennsylvania from where we were in Dover, New Jersey. And it was it it felt different. walking into that office, walking through everything that we were going to do, uh, having everything explained, getting Philomena cast. And luckily, you know, like she's a very, you know, obedient and trained pug. So getting her to stay still while, you know, they would cast her and get everything you know settled. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great." You know, because we've tried different types of braces and, and like we tried to like jerry rig different braces for her to to give her an opportunity to try to use her paw, you know, and all the all the uh physical therapy and acupuncture, everything that we started doing for her was getting positive effect. Now her back leg was much stronger. It was still a little weak, and it, you know that's that was okay. But her front paw, while she couldn't she couldn't uncurl it, it was still like curled over. So she, whenever she would walk on it, she would walk on the joint on basically what would be like the front elbow, uh, wrist, the wrist. We'll, we'll call it the wrist. And, Instead of the elbow, yeah, it would be like if you were using all fours to walk, and you would step down and use your wrist as your foot, basically. So the back of your hand would be on the floor. And that's what she was doing. So we would try all these different things to 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 kind of correct it, to maybe hold it down, uh, straighten it out, and we tried so many different things, and going out to my pet's brace that was, that was basically it was the beginning of a new life for Philomena and with that a new life for her on Instagram as well. Um, so we went out, got her casted and drove home. And then uh, in about 48 hours, we drove out for her fitting. It was like 48 hours, it was like two or three days. We drove back out and had her fitted. And I'll never forget the feeling of seeing that brace on her. I was like, well this is keeping, actually keeping her legs straight. This is gonna be different. And Clayton was sitting there adjusting the straps and, and putting it on and you know moving it around a little he goes, all right, you want to try it out? And I was like, yeah. And I know we, i pretty sure we have video of the first brace someplace. But that first brace, she took off running. And this is, a, you know, a pug that would hobble around or just not try to run or do anything because... It was annoying for her because that one leg, she had no control over it. And now she basically had a giant hot pink pig leg, <laughs> which was really funny. But, you know, it kept her paw straight down, which was a huge improvement. So it wasn't curled over anymore. Like it was uncurled. It was straight up and down. And she was running around, just running nonstop and we were just overly excited and we kept showing everyone online and people just kept reaching out and you know it was it that's when it all started to to really take off we, when we would start getting messages from people all over the world about how she was inspiring people about um, like there was a mother who whose you know child just got a prosthetic leg and watches all the videos that Philomena, you know, that Philomena has and sees how she gets around now with the prosthetic. And it it kind of hit a lot harder than I thought it would because that at its definition is what an influencer should really be about is influencing and affecting people in a positive way and you know I never set out to make an Instagram account to have a famous dog but over time she became more and more popular because not only was she cute unbiased it It's she's my pug I, of course, I think she's cute, but the internet also thinks she's really cute. She has an attitude, which the internet loves, and she persevered over being paralyzed and then, you know, having this nerve damage and this, you know, the spinal injury that she had, and to a point where she's back to, like, 80% hole i will call it because there's there's still things that are an issue she can't go downstairs because you know she does have a neurological issue from the injury that could you know trigger a neurological episode which you know that we'll get to that in a little bit but um as time went on with that new brace and her new life and her physical therapy regimen, it was only a few months, and then we needed another new custom brace because she had gained so much flexion in her feet, in her left paw. Uh, before it would like hook like a question mark, and you you would have to like forcibly pull it back to get it to straighten out and get it in the brace. It got to a point where you could just you could move it to like a completely straight, uh, you know, positioning without forcing it. And then we started working on like pressing her toes back, and we were, there would be exercises, and we you know be pushing her toes down. And I'll never forget when I called up, well, I emailed Clayton and said, "Hey, we need to get another brace because." She she has more range of motion now. Everyone was super stoked about it. And I'll, I'll never forget it because it was only three months. And Clayton said, this one's on the house. And we put the new brace on. And she was just running wild again. It was insane just how crazy she she was like she's like all right I'm gonna run around you guys got food in this office and she would run back and forth and running up and down the hallways it was just it it was amazing to watch and everyone loves seeing it and it just it made me it made me really happy about everything that we've done because i knew it was affecting people in a positive way and you know we gave this pug that most people probably would have given up on because they wouldn't have wanted to spend money or the time to do all the because the pt wasn't just at the physical therapy place i we had a regiment that we would do at home as well and you know we would take her to acupuncture and do all these things with her we wanted to make sure that she got the best care she could. And I know a lot of people would have either like gave her away or they would have put her down. And I, I can't see a world that doesn't have Philomena in it influencing people. Um, so as time went on and people would just, (laughs) as her, as her fan base grew, You know, we were thinking of all these different ways that we could, you know, do stuff for fans. And it kind of became overwhelming taking photos and doing lives, you know, doing a live stream or anything like that. That was that was already a lot for juggling. You know, we both had our jobs and we were juggled doing that. But we were also like trying to do like, oh, we'll do like we'll send out Christmas cards and do all this stuff. And granted, it was fun, but it was a lot to, a lot to deal with because there was a lot of people that would contact us to want to like send us a Christmas card or do this or do that. And it's not that we didn't love it. It was just it was overwhelming. That being said, It was probably around, let's see, the end of 2017, is that right, yeah, be around the end of 2017, we had gotten, we had just gotten like the second brace, it was like the, the fall, and we were super excited. Because we went and finished her her training. We went back to the the same uh, trainer and certifi- uh, c- certification person in New Jersey because we wanted to finish her training, first of all, because it, she, she did all the puppy and the good canine citizen stuff, but we wanted to finish her therapy training and went through all that. She passed with flying colors. Though we don't know how, because normally whenever we need to get her to do something, it's because like we have a cookie, and like she'll be like, Oh, you have food? Cool, I'll do whatever you need me to do. But without it, she'll just stare at us and bark at us until we get something for her, like an actual reward for doing it. Um, or she'll just ignore you. She'll look at you, like side-eye you, and just be like, No, you know what? I'm not going to do anything, because you're not going to pay me. But time went on and we got her certified and I was still taking photos of her quite often. And we started her clothing and costume collection and people were loving it. And then um, we moved to Georgia, you know, in 2018. And that's when things kind of changed from, yeah, this is Philomena, you know, online. Our followers at the time we started jumping up, we were probably around 50,000 in 2018. And that was just, that was insane. We didn't even know how or why, but we had, you know, 50,000 followers. And that's, it still boggles my mind. But at the same time, it was, um, it was kind of cool, and it there seems to be this, well, at the time, now probably not so much, but at the time, there was like a magic number, I think it was like 52,000 or something like that, and he said, once you hit this number, just be prepared, because a lot of people are going to contact you. I'm like, for what? And they're like, for for actual like paid work. And I kind of laughed, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then sure enough, I remember we hit the number and it was like within a day or two, we started getting emails and direct messages from all these companies wanting to give us things. And, well, how much do you charge for this? What do you do for that? Uh, would you take uh, all these, these like toys and, and cookies uh, in exchange for a post? And at first we, we did like a few and we're like, oh, this is so cool. We're getting free stuff and doing all this stuff. And and then we started realizing, I'm like, this is this is time consuming, but there's a lot of brands that are not dog-centric and definitely not Philomena centric. Like she's very different than a lot of dogs. So we started being picky and, and choosy on who we worked with. But I think the best part about doing that is we stayed authentic. We didn't become like all the other influencers out there. You know, one day they're hawking, you know, the best kibble ever. And then the next day they're just like, I, I love these types of watches. And then the next day they're like, I love furniture. It's like, but you're a dog. You, you don't. Well, you, well, Phil might like the furniture if it's a big, comfy couch to sleep on. But and has a heated blanket but all the other things like it's nothing to do with dogs it's just a company that has extra marketing money to throw at people with followings and good engagement and you know that's that's the route they want to go and we didn't want to do that and we we had some pretty big campaigns that we did like, we did one for WAG and we did a few for like some larger companies, like some big companies, like Hearts and stuff. But, you know, it, it's not who we are. We, we want to support local businesses, we want to support small businesses. So, like, businesses like Pet Potion that we've been with forever because we love their product, first of all, uh, it smells amazing. Um, hashtag ad. No, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's, we know the person who owns the company. Like we, the same thing with, you know, even like with Deborah at flush with the fluff trough, like, yeah, it's a huge thing now, but we supported her from the very beginning. We you know, when she finally was able to get order, you know, take orders for it. We were first in line. All these people. You know, our friend uh, Heidi, who makes amazing necklaces for, you know, with Accessorize Your Pug, and makes amazing necklaces. Like, if you look at any of the photos that I've taken of Phil in the past four years, most of the time you'll see that she has the same thing with Penny. She has these giant pearls on. And those come, you know, from Heidi. Like, uh, that's... It's basically, we want to support all the small business and people that are pug-centric, you know. um, Bailey's CBD was one that we worked with a lot because we met them at the Vegas Pug Party. Like, it's, it's very important when you do, if you do, if you get into this, the whole thing of being an influencer is using your powers for good and to help those that could actually use it. Um, Like I, I think that supporting those that you truly believe in is the best way to be an influencer. Is it going to make you a billionaire? No. But that's that's not the point. Um, and in, with good reason, as Instagram started getting more and more popular and we started getting more and more fo- followers, you know, we stuck to our guns. There's hundreds and hundreds of emails and direct messages that we just flat out say no to. And... They would throw throw money at us. It's like, okay, well, could you do one post and you know we'll pay you your rate or double your rate, you know? And at the time, you know, uh, a single post, one photo post, not even like a story or anything like that. It could have been um, it was around six hundred dollars for a single post, and they were they were like, yeah, yeah, post post about these handbags for us. We'll give you you know your rate plus this and if you throw in a story we'll throw in a little more it got to a point where we're like just no no but when it comes to you know companies and people that we know with that have awesome products that we want other people that have pugs or or dogs in general and this is super important like We'll talk about them, we'll buy them, and a lot of time they get free publicity anyway because, like, um, everyone knows that Phil and Penny's necklaces come from Heidi at Accessorize Your Pug, and they know all the fancy dresses are from Heather uh, with the stylish Bishu, like that's, that's all, that's, everyone will always ask, and we'll tag them, we'll be like, yeah, here it is, take a look. You can get all that stuff here. And we don't want... We're not here to make money off of the pugs. Like, at first it seemed like, oh, this could be cool. We could get a couple of really big sponsored posts a month. And, that you know, it would be a good income. But I I realized that that's not... It's not why we have our pugs. We, We have our pugs, too. You know, first of all they're, they're like our kids and that's just how that is and then second of all we want to share them with the world and as instagram has changed in the last year and a half to try to fight with tiktok like taking pictures i i'll still do fancy pictures and you know high-end portraiture with the girls but that's not what instagram really is anymore um it's all about video content and doing reels and stuff like that to compete with TikTok, which I, I find funny that that's how it has gone. But what we have noticed is I don't have to worry about fighting to get all these uh, companies to to try to accept us for for anything. So if there are if there are basically uh, any Companies that do work with Phil, they might have reached out, or there might have been like a one of the like influencer portals or whatever that we're we're in. They might have had like a campaign. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Phil uses that stuff all the time. Or oh, this is really neat. Blah blah blah. You know, we'll send out a rate sheet and whatever. But what I I truly love about the whole thing is I get to share my pugs with the world, and then. get to show off my photography which we go back to 2019 yeah it would have been 2019 we had gone to the uh, our first vegas pug party which was super awesome uh we got to meet it was so weird because that that first vegas pug party is something that i'll never forget because We had moved here and, you know, our friend Mandy, who, you know, who's Pug Matilda, we all became friends through Instagram when we were in New Jersey and she was in Alabama and then she ended up moving to Atlanta right down the road from us. (laughs) But when we had gone to the Vegas Pug Party, it was like, all right, well, Mandy and Matilda is really the only people we know know. But all the other pugs there, we know these pugs from Instagram. And now we're going to become friends with the, the people behind them. <laughs> like, that's where we met. Like, Chubbs. Well, unfortunately, Chubbs had passed away by the time we had gone. But, um, you know, uh, we had uh, Sadie. Oh, oh, that's, that's great. Like, it's only a few years ago. And my memory was already shot. But, Kristen um chubbs's mom had Sadie and we i got to meet her and i was like this is this is so surreal because chubbs was the very first pug that i had ever followed on instagram on social media in general because it was a pug dressed up as a wom- as a wampa and you know star wars pugs you You get it. I mean, it makes me happy. So, taking a little sip of my my tea here. So, meeting her, because she was one of the, basically the co-hosts of the the party, um, it was surreal. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like fanboying out at first. But then I realized, hey, there's just People. Who have really popular pugs, and I started laughing as I started meeting all these pugs that I knew from online. That's where I met the Dottie, and then eventually, because I met the Dottie, and I'll never forget when Phil ran up to the Dottie, and Phil sniffed her wheelchair, and Dottie sniffed her brace, <laughs> and then they were just like running around rampantly. And that's when I met Ronnie, and like, and then I, you know, I would meet. I'd meet the pugs and then I'd meet the owners and then it was just like, boom friendship. And it was, it was so awesome. It was basically it changed everything for me in the fact that yes, we did things online and it was cool, but now we're doing it in person. So, that trip I did a lot of photos for the actual event um and then I I even promised I was like hey for the the 2020 uh Vegas pug party I'll I'll be the event photographer I'll go around do you know photography for the entire event get as much as I can and I'll you know at the end of the day I'll go and put put everything online blah 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 because it was just I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want to walk around a pug party and take photos of pugs all day? Um, but that first one, we took so many photos, and then we went on a few trips, like day trips, like out to Seven Magic Mountain and all these cool things. And I was super excited when we got back. I had all these new people that I'd become friends with. I had all these great photos from the pug party and all of a sudden we kind of sat back and we're like you know this this is a good place to be now Phil is still making people happy and we're still having a good time and all of a sudden (laughs) I'll never forget that we randomly got a an email saying, "Hey, we want to do a a piece about you." Um, and at, the first was the the I think the first one was the Voyage ATL article, and a lot of the influencers in, in the Atlanta area end up getting on to Voyage ATL, and it's basically all of Atlanta's like most inspiring stories and everything. And at the time. Um, we were talking and they were like oh we see your content it's really cool it's awesome that you're here in Atlanta and we were in the process of getting Phil a new brace and my pet's brace had opened up a location in Knoxville which is only like three and a half hours away which is much better than you know 16 hours to Morgantown so we had met with uh bill kitchens and you know he cast phil for new brace and bill is such an awesome man and you know uh, unfortunately he had a he had an accident uh later on uh actually not that long after we got her brace and uh he unfortunately he became paralyzed and they had to close that location down but Bill was an amazing person and I'll never forget when he was just like, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and we'll get this brace done for you. Would you want to be on the news? And I kind of started laughing. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, they're going to be doing a piece about, you know, my pet's brace and, and it would be really cool to have you guys here for it because you guys drive all the way from Atlanta and, you know, it would be cool to, to see, you know, Philomena running around in her new brace and all that fun stuff. So we said, yeah. And I'll never forget. Um, I was like, OK, yeah, I'm just going to I'll be here. And they talked to Nina for the, the news <laughs> the, for the news story, which, you know, it, it made me laugh because it was super cute to see Phil running around on the Knoxville news (laughs) and Nina was, you know, just talking about how amazing my pets brace was and how, how great bill was and, you know, the whole idea of it and how it changed Phil's life. So all that was going on and we were talking about it on Instagram and that's when voyage ATL had, um, had reached out and they interviewed us. And it was so strange, because it, it was just, you know, for an online article, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so, you know, we told all about Phil and all that great stuff. And then I thought, hey, no, that's cool, you know, whatever. And they took some of my photos, and they used them for the article, which was super cool. And then I had, um, I'm pretty sure it, it's called Pet Life uh, Atlanta maybe, I want to say it's Pet Life Atlanta, um, I, or Atlanta Pet Life, yeah, Atlanta Pet Life, which is an actual, um, magazine, I think, I think that is, yeah, it's an actual magazine, (laughs) like, it's, Anytime that you go to like a supermarket or whatever, you'll see the, the stack of them there. It's like, oh, here's like your auto trader and all this stuff. But then Atlanta Pet Life. And then it'll be like a whole bunch of really, really cool features about local pets and pet owners. And they wanted to interview us all about Philomena. And they wanted to publish my photos. <laughs> and I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wait a second. I've been a photographer for a while now. I've never had a published photo before. And then, sure enough, the first publication to ever print my photos was, you know, photos of my dog. (laughs) Which was awesome. And I'm super proud of it. Like, it's literally still one of the, the highlights on my Instagram on my photography Instagram. It's like, oh, look, publication. It was me flipping through the, the magazine, like, boom. There's all my photos. But I, I couldn't believe how awesome it was going for Philomena. Now, I had mentioned earlier, this is something that a lot of people don't see. Most people have never seen it. Um, but there are residual neurological issues because of the accident. Um, you know, we, even when we got down here to the paw stand for physical therapy and acupuncture and with her, her vets down here, you know, we, we always brought it up just to see, um, if there's an issue. And we found out in the long run no, it is a neurological issue, but it is scary if you don't know what's what's going on. Um, you anyway, know, the first time it happened it was probably about a year after the accident, uh, maybe about a year and a half. I think we, you no, know, it was it was before we moved to to Georgia. The first time it ever happened. Um, she would still freely go up and down the stairs, but I remember she came running down the stairs and she hit the bottom step like too hard and it's like stunned her. And it was strange because all of a sudden, like I looked at her and I'm like, Oh, something's not right. And I could tell like. She, the way she was like standing there and she started like lifting her right paw up. Like I'm trying to step, but the signals to my limbs are kind of misfiring right now. And I don't know what to do. So at first we thought, great, now she's having seizures, but it wasn't a seizure. It was what we can only call a neurological episode. And whenever it happens, it's, it's apparent when it happens because it's like the left side of her body kind of gets a little weird and she'll tense up on the right side of the body as she tries to compensate for it and she is there but she isn't so you can you can like get her to follow your finger but neurologically her the signals to her body are just misfiring and it's scary at first until with time we figured out ways to kind of counteract it um so we knew she would be fine because she would start coming out of it and then she'd be like all right you know i'm back to normal give me food And she'd be a little wobbly and shaky, but overall, she'd be fine. Um, And then as time went on, you know, she would have them once in a while. And then it got to the point where she understood that I'm not going to run down the steps anymore because that's where I hurt myself. So she would just stand at the top of the steps and bark, Um, which is really funny. But whenever it does happen now we have learned that you know it's something to do with how the nerves how the you know her brain is sending signals to her body and they're just getting crossed or or something's like miswired from the injury whatever it is and you know when it happens and she gets into that state You you can tell like her heart rate only becomes a little elevated. It's not like overly elevated. And she knows when she's getting into the state because she'll try to like get up into my lap so she can be safe and like held on to. But what we found out if she like hits herself hard or like bounces into something hard like head first or like lands wrong or does something where she jolts herself into a, a neurological event like that. If we get to her really quick and like overstimulate her with like body rubs, she can come out of it in like 20, 30 seconds instead of like three to five minutes, which is insane. We actually had a few times where rubbing, like rubbing her sides like vigorously while she started to like get into a neurological state, like rubbing her sides, all of a sudden she would come back and she'd be like okay all right i'm fine now can i have a snack or what are we doing like food now please so it's kind of crazy but it's really cool that we found like a salute a, you know a, roughly a solution and it, it's one of those reasons why one we don't let her stay with like strangers that don't know her first of all um or that don't have any idea about like what to do or what that is uh mandy's probably one of the few people i've actually seen it in person um family members have because you know whatever she'd get excited or what have you and like have zoomies or like accidentally like trip and like run into something or you know sometimes it's the the big peak times for it to happen are if she just woke up and she goes to take off without like waking up stretching and then going that'll trigger it or if she just if she gets jolted like um good uh a good example so she One day she went out, she went potty and then she came running back full speed and she missed the first step and she just kind of ran into it and I saw her and she ran all the way up the stairs after that and she looked at me and I said, and I saw it happening I was like, all right, let me just grab you because I know this is, it's probably too late to overstimulate you to get you out of it, but let let me just get you cradled so you can just relax and you know, you won't tense up and you'll just be at ease and, and you'll be fine but that's those are like the only times it really happens. So we don't board her uh, obviously for that reason alone. And also we don't, you know, we don't trust her w- with strangers. We don't let people pick her up just because one she hates it when people that she doesn't know pick her up and sometimes she hates it when we pick her up. So it's not like it's it's nothing against them. We'll pick her up, and she'll be fine with it for 10, 15 seconds, and then she'll start pushing on you to, like, no, put me back down. There might be food on the floor. Um, So we kind of trust her to stay with um, very few people. Her her physical therapist back in New Jersey used to actually um, uh, watch her when we went out of town, which is kind of cool. But... Overall, if we're traveling someplace, 99% of the time, she's going to be coming with us. Uh, and normally, that isn't a huge problem. But then, at the end of 2019, we adopted Penny. And Penny kind of took uh, took the small Twitter, uh, Instagram world where Phil lived by storm. And... You know, at the time we had like 65, 60, 65,000 followers. And then we kind of shot up really quick because everyone loved how cute and sweet Penny was. Uh, she was a bit chunky when we got her. When we adopted her, she was, uh you know, she was at a breeder and they... Couldn't breed her any longer and, you know, put her up for adoption and we, we rescued her. And she, she, um, <laughs> she has the silliest, uh, you know, the silliest gait, the weirdest walk ever with her big flappy long legs. And it's really amazing how quick that Phil and Penny bonded to each other. And I'm going to say that Phil did bond to her because they. Phil's, even right now, just curled up next to her sleeping. They sleep in the same crate because they're both crate trained. Uh, luckily, we didn't have to go through like crate training Penny. She was already crate trained, thankfully. So she knew if there's a crate, hey, that's my apartment. I get to go in there and go to sleep. So at night, at first, when we first had her, we had two crates. And uh, Penny wasn't really happy with that. Penny ended up pooping in the crate because there was too much room. So we're like, wait, why Why did you poop in the crate? And then we realized it's more of like a anxiety thing. And she needed to be with Phil. And when she's with Phil, she just sleeps. And it's beautiful. But, you know... The two of them together, now that we have two, traveling becomes a bit harder. uh, Unless we're driving someplace and, you know, we just pop them in the car and we go. But, you know, we have some bigger trips planned. uh, And we're going to (laughs) be traveling with both of them. Because, why not? But, you know, we we got to a point with, with Instagram where sure we we have some sort of influencer status still we have like 84,000 followers and we've lost some along the way because maybe we stopped we stopped being so regimented we weren't posting twice a day or even just once a day we would skip some days and now we just post whenever we you know whenever i take some fun pictures or a good throwback picture or if i think of something silly to do with the reels, I'll put that up, because I don't need to post every single day with her, with both of them, I could post a few times a week, and that's more than enough, and people love it, people sit there and laugh and love it, and there's still com- companies and businesses that reach out to us to, to, to work with, and you know, we want to work with people that we want to work with, but most of the time, we're just here to have fun now. And to bring awareness to, to you know, uh, pugs with disability, dogs with disabilities are just as normal as regular dogs. There is no difference between them all. So, you know, with that, kind of brings us up to the t- today because in 2020 we brought both of them out to Vegas, which was fun actually to fly with two pugs. Um, in then you know we were in the pandemic so we sat around the house with both of them <laughs> there was no you know traveling all over the place and then last year was you know just the ebb and flow of 2021 was uh ah, can we go can we not go uh 2022 we're getting back out there we're traveling a whole bunch we're gonna be in like you know, Tennessee, and then down in Florida, and then we're going to be out on the West Coast at some point later this year, um, which will be super cool, um, possibly twice on the West Coast. We've got to, still got to see about that. But really, the big thing that's tying everything together for me, and this is really big for me, is I truly want to help other people with disabled pets I truly want to take Phil's celebrity and her struggles and her triumphs and her entire life thus far and give it to the world in a in a way that only I can think of with photography and now in this NFT space and I've seen so many people with all these crazy NFT projects saying like, Oh, it's going to be for a game or, Oh, this is going to be for this. or these are just collectibles. And there's very few NFT projects that are there to truly help. And that's what I want to do. I really want to help put together like a fund or some sort of like scholarship, I guess, um, and I want to work with my pet's brace and basically I want to get a way to sell these NFTs. And when you're thinking NFTs, you're probably thinking like, Oh, those, those chimp drawings or, Oh, you're selling your, you know, fine art photography. Well, yes, I'm selling fine art photography in the NFT space, but I'm putting together a project of Philomena and Penny through the years. So Obviously, 2019 is when we got Penny, but every year, you know, 2016, 2017, 2020, I have thousands of photos of Phil. But there's maybe about 100 to 150 iconic photos per year that people all over the world have loved or seen or they've been in, you know, it's either been in magazines or featured on blogs or what have you. And I want to take those and create NFTs for that and take a good portion of any proceeds from selling them at auction and putting it towards a fund to get people that need prosthetics for their dogs, either wheelchairs, leg braces, or full, like a full prosthesis, like a full, like actual artificial limb. I want to get a fund together that could help pay for that so people, people don't have to come out of their pockets. Because there's a lot of people that want to help their dog, but they don't have extra income. They don't have the income to go, you know, I can, I can live with my dog how he is right now. I can do vet visits and emergency vet visit, but I can't spend $1,000 on, on a brace every year to help my dog. I can't spend all this money to to do this as, as much as I want to. So if I can find a way to keep selling all these photos of Phil to generate the money to create this thing for people, that's right now, it's one of my ultimate goals., you know, I've been talking with my coach about having my photography empire and that is an all-encompassing thing it includes my digital download business of selling overlays and digital prints that people can buy download and print selling nfts to going out and shooting like actual shooting fine art work and doing working with clients i mean i don't actively seek clients now but if a client will come if somebody comes and seeks me out because they want me to do their photo shoot then i'm all for it because then they know what they're in for and that's great but i truly like i truly want that photography empire to help people with their pets i like i that's that's the goal and i want to get to the point where I mean, would it be awesome to be helping as many pets as, as, you know, like, uh, like Jane with Bodie and Spanky and, and blind, but not, that'd be awesome. That'd be super awesome to help like to, you know, the money that the, that she raises, uh, with all the scarves and everything that she's been making to help pug charities. Like I, I want, I want that level, (laughs) even if it's like that level of, of, uh, the pug queen, you know? If you've never seen anything the Pug Queen has posted, she's an amazing person who rescues pugs from all over the world. Um, fun fact: the drummer for No Effects actually adopted a pug from the Pug Queen. Which anyone that knows me, I, me and Bradley have been listening to No Effects since '94, so it's kind of awesome that you know one of our hero drummers <laughs> uh, adopted a pug from the pug queen but that's the end game you know that the end game is really to to take my my art my my love of of pet photography and of pug photography and create something even better out of it like, there's, I, I, sure, everyone wants to be rich, but I want to be able to take the business that I'm forming and, and creating and generating and using it for good. Because that, uh, in the end, that's, that's all that really matters is just helping other people. But, you know, on that note, I, I think in, in closing today, what i want to say is if you really if you have an idea and want to really push for it just don't listen to anyone else especially if you're if your goal in life is to help others don't listen to somebody who says it's a stupid idea don't listen to anyone that deters you from it because if you listen to any of that negative bullshit you're never going to Get to the place where you can help other people. So if it's in your heart and you want to do it, just go for it. Take the steps, create whatever you need to create. Talk to the people you need to talk to and just go help who you need to help. And um, you know, it, future episodes... You know, there might be another solo episode or two down the road, because I have a lot of passion projects. Obviously, last time it was photography, this time it was Pug. <laughs> yes, Pug is a passion project. But, you know, I, I honestly... I have been really enjoying doing this podcast. And if you want to help me out, you don't have to donate. You don't have to become a Patreon. You don't have to do anything monetarily. But whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you could go... I I was just about to throw the YouTube thing. Like and subscribe to it. That'd be great. But no, if you just go rate it, give us a review. Us. I say us. It's me. Well, you know what? Screw it. Us. It's me, my wife, and the pugs. That's us. If you want to give us a review... Um, rate us whatever tell your friends about us and more importantly if you or any of your friends have an amazing story to tell have this passion in life that you're following want to follow or just want to talk about you know d- reach out to me you can reach out on social media uh on instagram the podcast is a it actually has an instagram it's it's pro.am.pod on instagram uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter or most places as Genghis317 um or sng.photo. Uh you can go to our Patreon and support the podcast. It, I'm working on what the different levels of Patreon actually do, but there is, you know, small support, you know, a smaller support tier there where you, if you just wanna throw a couple bucks a month, there you go. That's patreon.com slash the Professional Amateur Podcast. Yeah, it's all of that, I believe. <laughs> uh, I should probably make sure about that. Uh, no, 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 no. It's patreon.com slash the professional amateur. Yeah, I, I know my own links. Yeah. But if you also go on to, like, uh, in the NFT space on OpenSea or Foundation, just look for Genghis317 um, it's not spelled like Genghis Khan, it is spelled like G-H-E-N-G-I-S-317, which is just because that stuck with me for the last 22, 23 years, I don't know why, but it has, a misspelling and all, so, <laughs> so I, but I do thank everyone for, for listening and you know i am truly honored to to have everyone out there listening and enjoying the podcast as you have so until next time it's me stefan glazer and i am the professional amateur (laughs)